This is Synthetic A Priori, Episode 7. I want to try something a little bit different today. I want to talk through an idea for a model. And um, it's a model of how we might think about what a market is in order to on the one side have a sense of the space of possibilities for what we could do with a product and on the other side have a sense of the space of possibilities for um, where people are struggling and which which problems we could kind of target and then what is the relationship between these two and is there a way to structure these and reach some kind of a formal picture of these things so that when we have a given design problem or a strategy problem that we could actually draw some direct connections from one to the other and i've been kind of thinking about this in the context of Basecamp because i'm working now on kind of some big picture ideas for where we might take Basecamp next year when we start to build version four there's a great variety of things that we could improve in the product and some of those things are going to be affecting a small number of customers some of them are going to be affecting a greater number of customers but then some of them are going to only affect existing customers kind of in the edges of what they're trying to do others are going to affect existing customers in the in the very important aspects of what they're trying to do like maybe there is uh maybe there is something that um could cause a lot of existing customers to leave if we didn't fix it for example versus there could be uh a, some some kind of minor bugs that in absolute numbers affect a great number of people but wouldn't actually cause them to leave and then there are a variety of different uh, things that 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 customers might that potential customers are struggling with that could um, kind of enlarge Basecamp's market. Like if we solve this other problem with Basecamp, then all these people who today are considering Basecamp but aren't choosing it might start to choose it. Uh, however, uh, we. If we have just one idea for something like that, then okay, then it might be a no-brainer. But there are a variety of different struggles that people have in different areas. And depending on which ones we, we, we kind of pursue, the product is going to kind of move in market space. And what I mean by market space is there's a, a, a great, um, variety of potential things that potential products can do and then there's also a variety of you know if you if you if you take that as a vast sort of potential space of things that products could possibly do that space is is very sparsely populated with actual products that do different things and depending on on what we do we become um positioned differently in this in this uh, space you know we become uh, uh, more like other products or less like other products or we enter into an area that is more populated or less populated 
So I started to think, um, is there a way to actually kind of um, think about this market space? And uh, if, if there was a way to think about it, would it um, give some formal basis to talk about product strategy as a trajectory of the product in this space? One way to maybe start would be to look at the kind of neighborhoods of this market space that we already know about because it's 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 where we seem to be living. Uh, so if we take a product like Basecamp, Basecamp is big enough that it is it is not just doing one thing for one very specific customer. It is, uh, there are at least three major, you know, what um, in the framework we call jobs to be done. But there's basically like three quite different definitions of, um, of context and outcome that make Basecamp valuable for people that drive people to base camp and that um, sort of define what base camp does for them that makes it worth paying for. And these three are, uh, of course, overlapping because they're all being done by the same piece of supply, uh, but actually they are different in terms of the demand. They're different in terms of uh, the, the, which features um, kind of do the job, and uh, they're different in terms of lifetime value. I mean, there's, there's they're different in terms of how we would market if we wanted to emphasize one versus the other. Uh, and um, so I had to wonder, is it actually possible? Let's just say that we wanted to frame the question like this. Um, just among this restricted area of market space that we presently occupy to some degree, if we wanted to kind of uh, tilt more in one direction versus the other, is it possible to actually even represent what a direction means? Can you define this space in such a way that this isn't just some goofy word like when, you know, this isn't just like some... uh, business talk of like, you know, making a play in a space or something like that. This isn't just some like superficial jargon, but if we actually say it's a space, can we treat it mathematically as a space, which means like, can we orient ourselves in it? Can we make measurements in it? Uh, Can we calculate distance, right? Um, This would be cool. So uh, one way to to start thinking about it, is this is like let's try why not right i mean i'm not uh uh i'm barely equipped to create mathematical formalisms in the first place but actually i think it's it's by feeling ill-equipped um and pursuing something that we actually uh, become equipped uh so why not uh, struggle with it a little bit uh there are three main jobs for Basecamp as we understand them right now. 
And uh, the first one is um, uh, mainly, uh, and I'll, I'll give these summaries very briefly because trying to properly explain them could take an hour in itself. The first job has to do with uh, someone who works at a small company and they're getting bothered all the time with questions that they don't feel they should have to be bothered with. And if other people in the company had access to the information they, this one person could access, these people could answer the questions for themselves without interrupting this main person. And uh, if we look at this in terms of how do we define this as a market, the market is a people who find themselves in this circumstance that we can reach. And of course, we can orthogonalize those two, right? The existence of the situation and the channel to the people in that situation are two different things. But let's just take the existence of the situation and the characteristics of the situation. How would we define this as a kind of space? Well, we could say that uh, the job constitutes a kind of movement from a before to an after. And if we can describe the before and the after as different positions in the same space, uh, then we can get some kind of a vector there. Uh, so uh, this raises the question of what is the defining movement um, in this job? And uh, I'm going to grossly oversimplify it for the purpose of this experiment and say that the high order bit here is uh, it's actually about time. So the person who's, who says, I'm being interrupted with questions that I shouldn't have to answer, the main sort of frustration is the, uh, is the interruption and the waste of time when like I, I spent my time answering these questions when I was trying to concentrate on, on doing this accounting that is sort of my real job or whatever, taking care of what I'm supposed to do. So if we just frame that as like time is the big issue, then we could say that... Um, the movement, what the, what, what the product does as a function and what the, what the job calls for as a function is the movement from, in this situation uh, where I have the information and they don't, um, I, this is mainly about like, I don't have, the struggle is about, um, I, I have um, too little time and give me my time back. That's like what I'm going to get if I succeed in applying Basecamp in this situation. I'm going to get this time back and people aren't going to bother me anymore. If we compare that to, let's take jobs two and jobs three. In job number two, the issue isn't actually about time. The issue is about um, lack of knowledge. So this situation is more like, I'm running a small team and we've started to grow and before everybody knew everything, but now there's, there's enough people or enough work more so than before that somebody learns something and it doesn't make its way through the chain. And then all of a sudden we find out that we almost missed an important detail or we almost missed a deadline or something like that. And, 
this 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 there's a sense of like we need a system so we know where to put the things that we know so that it doesn't just get lost or slip and 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 we don't and we can avoid a, a potential screw up more or less in this case the 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 movement the dimension that matters isn't isn't time it's it's actually uh maybe we could characterize it as knowledge and say um before in the before case there was like kind of a lack of knowledge or a lack of of uh, visibility into the f the facts of what everybody knew about the work to be done or what the client wanted or what was going on and the after is uh everybody knows uh so already we've got maybe maybe two different dimensions that we could play with as as a potential space, right? One dimension is um, from too little time to enough time, and the other dimension is from um, too little knowledge to having the knowledge. There's a there's a third job, and this is more about it's 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 not about time, and it's not really about the knowledge because in this case we have a someone who leads a small team and this person who is leading the team actually knows what needs to be done. So there's no lack of knowledge there. And uh, there's, there's, of course, time always matters, but there isn't a, a, an explicit time crunch or lack of time. Um, but the concern that this person has is that the things that they know should be done, uh, they're worried that those things aren't going to be done. And so there's a question of how can I like make sure that these things happen? Uh, something like accountability. If this was the case, then we could uh, perhaps um, kind of sketch out a little space here where we have, um, let's just say that there's a kind of a unit uh, distance of like zero is like uh, the thing is, is, is irrelevant and like minus one is the thing is lacking and and one is like the thing is uh, sufficiently present. Uh, we could maybe, and maybe this is a terrible model, but let's just try it. We could say that um, we've got a three-dimensional little system here where uh, job one is, is a move from negative one in time to positive one in time. Job two is a move from negative one in knowledge to positive one in knowledge. And job three is a move from negative one in, in um, uh, follow-through or doneness to a one in things getting done. The thing that's kind of interesting about this is um, it, uh, it does give a basis for some follow-on structure that, that may have utility. For example, uh, we can describe actually... Um, we can just use this whatever you know the most naive sort of vector machinery to describe combinations of these then we could say that um uh there's a pure job number two that's just about knowledge uh, but there could also be a kind of uh, mixture of job number two and job number three which is a combined issue of an i i not only Things, things aren't getting done, but furthermore, I don't actually know what to tell people to do. So I need both knowledge and accountability. Uh, that 
we could then describe as a we could easily take like the sort of you know product of those two vectors um, to to uh, to to get a vector that describes that circumstance in terms of our little space here. So that's kind of nice. Um, and that seems, I think, to be consistent with what I understand about um, the, the intention of the job to be done framework as I learned it, as I actually think the intention is to describe a space like that, but it hasn't been explicitly modeled in that way. There may be a way to do this, um, and again, this is, I'm really um, winging it here, but there may be a way to do this where we now frame this um, vector in the space from, you know, negative one in, 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 like, if we have three dimensions and we have dimension one, two, three, dimension one just corresponds to time. Somebody's moving from negative one to one in the time direction. Uh, we might be able to um, not just view that as a movement, but to kind of think of it as a function. As uh, there's something that the person is trying to do to, to, to perform this movement. And this function has, um, is a kind of system with subfunctions. So there's something that they're trying to do uh, and there's some piece of, 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 of the whole system of what they're doing that isn't working for them. So in the case of the person who is trying to give access to other people, uh, give other people access to some information so they don't get interrupted, um, the, there's, a, there's a design problem in the functionality of their existing system. Something, it, it, something in that system when it runs is 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 giving off um heat or noise or or doing the wrong thing so uh for example because the people can't access the information then they end up uh text messaging the the would-be base camp adopter who gets interrupted right and then this is like how the system works for the person to get their answer if we can um think of this as this this struggle whatever it is that is wrong like this this time that is lost due to this um sort of malfunctioning design the 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 functionality that they have in place is this this uh struggle or this difficulty is actually a function of the system that they have and i uh, it, it, it may be possible to, to, to use this now to say that we have kind of like two meaningful parameters in a way. One is um, uh, how bad, how intense is the, you know, the, the heat or the noise or the friction or the, this unwanted side effect or this bad outcome of the current system. So there's an intensity question, which, which I think addresses our question about value. And then at the same time, there's also a kind of um, structural information there where we could say, ah, if the, the meaningful parameter that is causing this, 
problem is in this case, like let's say lack of access. Like because of the lack of access, uh, the people get in touch with this person and interrupt them. Uh, if we could identify that as sort of the key kind of design parameter that needs to change, now we're also getting a design requirement for, for the supply side of what the solution does. So there's a, there's a, there's a, a wish to move from, from one position to another in this demand space. The reason there's a wish is because of this uh, uh, struggle that can be kind of observed and defined that this this certain amount of time is wasted or or whatever is happening with the interruption and then there's a cause for this problem which is located in a specific aspect of the current system that they're using this means that we can use the amount of struggle to weigh the value and then we can look at the uh, systematic cause of the struggle as actually a kind of a, a design requirement like okay well whatever we have whatever we 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 try to provide as a substitute uh, for the current system to make the movement that they want to make in the demand space that should for example uh, deal with access differently if this does anything for us it allows us it gives us um, some symmetries that we could rely on you know um if if the thing, if, if we can trace the struggle that they experience, which defines the value, back to a kind of um, fault in the design of the system they're using, this then points from the demand side to the supply side as a requirement toward some new space of possible solutions. By symmetry, if we have a idea for something we just think would be cool to build or or we imagine might be useful or valuable, we could also start on the supply side and say, I've got this idea for this thing that I want to build, this new like permission setting. Is there a corresponding struggle out there in the in the in the demand space? And not only is it there, but where do I look to find it? Because if I don't look and I don't even try to verify that this, this struggle exists, then, uh, then I'm taking on uh, an, an unjustified risk by allocating the time and resources to build out this supply-side idea. On the other hand, if, if, I, if I can somehow um, find someone who is indeed struggling with this thing, has a struggle that, that maps to the new solution that I've defined, then whether or not the solution is the perfect solution, I, I don't need to actually test that. I can, I, I, I've already put myself into a situation where I can kind of parameterize the problem and start to explore the space of possible solutions constructively because I have actual requirements coming back from some real struggle happening in demand space. One other place this could maybe go is just to talk a little bit about trade-offs. We 
we can only invest in a certain area at a certain time. And by making the product better at one thing, we are going to kind of attract more of the people who need that thing. So there's a certain kind of mm, kind of a feedback loop between you know what we choose to do and which part of the market we are uh, putting energy into. And on the second order of that, of course, if what we do doesn't work, then there's no real meaningful second order of it because we're just trying to multiply by zero. But if uh, if we if we do start to to get some customers who are positively reacting to the thing that we put out, uh, this becomes a relationship. So on the second order, this becomes like something that we it influences the way that we market, it influences the way that we talk, it influences the things that we support, it influences the bugs that we have to deal with. Uh, it basically kind of moves our attention in this market space. And it's it's quite interesting to to look across this space and see how we could be better at knowledge or we could be better at accountability or we could be better at um, saving time uh, and the way that we choose is not only um, determined by the market side in the sense of kind of where's the most money or where's the most security or where do the odds look to be the best Uh, there's also a supply side element which is what kind of problem do we want to work on uh, or is this the is this the type of problem that we want to serve? And there's 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 a there's an also kind of a deeper aspect that I don't know how to talk about yet, but I think could be interesting to dig into going forward from here, which is also the the fact that the the those elements that we looked at in the demand side to to actually create a kind of model space of the market. All of those things are in motion. None of those things are static and, and stuck and fixed and true forever. And so the circumstances that give rise to a particular struggle on the, on, the, on, the, on the demand side, so for example, this thing about lack of access that leads to lost time due to interruptions, uh, we may find that this system that causally gives rise to this struggle is uh, slowly going extinct, right? What if, what if it was um, paper-based companies that mainly had this problem and it was a kind of digitization problem, right? The, the what do you call it? The, the, the sweep, the, this transition of digitization is is happening and 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 there will come a time when it's more or less done probably uh, at least within certain markets and um that's quite different than uh identifying that maybe one of the other dimensions uh doesn't have an underlying trend that clearly explains um 
how that struggle is going to to sort of diminish over time or increase over time or whatever it may just be as far as we can tell this struggle will continue this this let's say this accountability issue will continue to be a problem and there isn't any kind of uh underlying um sort of a more of a, a a trend that if we look at it as the derivative of the trend you know that it's going to go away or it's based on some other thing that's changing in the world so there's a whole aspect of also what are the dynamics underlying these patterns that we would try to model as a space and how do we sort of keep the space up to date uh, but i think the the hope and and the the appeal of an exploration like that like this is that we could at least have a some kind of a model and some kind of a language to tease apart um, what constitutes the space what does it mean for a customer to try and make a movement in the space what is the causal explanation for how much they value that movement what is the causal basis for the appearance of that struggle which then creates requirements on the supply side to actually solve it, right? And then uh, if we were to make these different changes in the supply side, how would that kind of move us in terms of where our attention and focus goes um, into the future in terms of where we sit as a position in this market space? You can find me on Twitter at RJS. My website is feltpresence.com. Check the show notes for references to people or works that were mentioned in this episode. And we'll see you next time.